So uh, my freshman year of high school, uh, I had one of the most amazing teachers I've ever had. He was a, a chemistry and physics teacher, and his name was Mr. Bouquet. Uh, he was this, he was kind of like this uh, cranky old Vietnam war vet who had some PTSD and he didn't, he wasn't like much of a rule follower, so he got in trouble with the school a bunch of times. Not for like serious things, just small stuff. Uh, but all the students, we really loved him. He was incredible, and I got him his very last year. Uh, but before I knew, he had this really cool sense of humor, and he was this really awesome teacher. On one of the first weeks of school, he passed out this quiz. He said, okay, kids, because that's how he talked. He said, okay, kids, we're going to take a pop quiz. We're like, okay, we've only been here like a week. So everyone gets the quiz, and we all turn it over at the same time, and our faces kind of go pale because we've never seen physics problems like this before. We barely learned any of this stuff. Like, less than half of it was familiar. Uh, So we're doing the best that we can, and we're looking at each other with the same look on our face like we are going to fail this class, like, right as it starts. This is not going to be good. This class is going to be awful. And so we take the quiz, and everyone did terrible. We all know it. And then Mr. Bouquet says, okay, kids, this is a cone quiz. And we looked at each other and like, what is a cone quiz? And he said, take the quiz, roll it up into a cone, put it on your chair, and sit on it. Because it's worth nothing. And it does not affect your grade. And we were super relieved. And we learned, okay, this guy is actually pretty awesome. Like, he's super cool. So I have lots of other Mr. Bouquet stories, but I'll save those for another time. But in that moment, before we knew the quiz didn't count, we we were kind of like deer in the headlights of like, oh no, like we have not prepared for this at all. And I bring that up because we have been talking about this for the past few weeks of how do we share what we believe with other people who don't know who Jesus is or don't know what we believe. And two weeks ago, we talked about how when we love people like Jesus loved us, we're actually showing them who Jesus is without ever saying a word. We're, we're having them experience who Jesus is when we love them like Jesus would. Last week, Tony talked about how we stick with people in the sick space, like those, those places that feel uncomfortable if, if there's differences or if they're going through a hard time or if there's any kind of tension there, being a friend and, and staying with them in that. That's showing them who Jesus is too. But when you love someone really well and you stay with them through really tough circumstances, eventually they are going to start asking questions and they might ask you point blank what you believe. And that can be really intimidating, which is why in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says this, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. So if you are, like, if you're treating people differently, they're going to start noticing that difference in you. People might start to notice that you have this hope in something that you haven't talked about, but they, they just see it behind your actions. Or, or maybe you're loving someone really well, and if you do this long enough, they may get to the point where they start asking you about it. When, when you're loving someone like Jesus, when you are sticking with them in the sixth space, It can get to the point where if you do this long enough, it's almost guaranteed this person is eventually going to ask, hey, where is this coming from? Like, 
what do you believe? You talked about this Jesus person. Who is he? And we shouldn't be caught off guard when people ask us that question. We should be ready to answer them. And there's important things in this verse that show us how to do that really well. The first thing that it says is when we share what we believe with someone, it has to come from the heart. And by that, it means you believe it deep down. Now, if you have questions about the things that you believe, I do too. I have tons of questions. That's okay. If you haven't fully wrapped your mind around how what you believe works, I'm right there with you. I'm going to spend my entire life trying to understand it. That's okay. All it matters is that you believe it deep down. That's what it means for it to come from the heart. Secondly, it says we need to be prepared. All that means is we've thought through how we're actually going to share this with someone. And when you share this from the heart and you're prepared, it makes an enormous difference. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Take a look at this first video. How many of you have uh, seen the movie Black Panther? It is the number one movie in the United States, in the world. Black Panther had the biggest opening week of any Marvel movie ever. So far, it's earned more than $520 million. If you haven't seen it, it tells the story of T'Challa, who's the king of a fictitious African country called Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda is, again, fictitious. It's made up. It's not a real place. But not everyone knows that. So we went out on the street and asked people for their thoughts on the crisis in Wakanda. And were they willing to weigh in on a fake crisis in a fake country? Well, let's find out in tonight's Black Panther edition of Lie Witness News. Is it time to bring the U.S. troops home from Wakanda? Um, I, I think we need a strong presence there. Um, I definitely support our troops. So if they're in Wakanda, I think they should, you know, they have a reason to be there. Should we be involved in Wakanda right now? No, I think we should resolve our own problems first, especially what's going on in the government. What are people saying about the crisis in Wakanda? They saying like it's like a big catastrophe, like it's a lot of bad things happening over there. Should Wakanda be forced to share their vibranium? Um, no. Why? It's theirs. It belongs to their country. Without vibranium. We can't power fidget spinners or golf carts. Okay. I'd say we need to find another way of doing that. What is your opinion of the Twitter war going on between President Trump and King T'Challa of Wakanda? My opinion is, uh, I think it's good. Because uh, in this state, you know, bad publicity is good publicity for some people. So long as people are watching, long as people are tuning in, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's getting paid somewhere. We're just all human beings, so we can't judge each other. Or Panthers. Yes. Or Panthers. Yes, or anything. We're all humans. Except for Panthers. Yes, for Panthers. Why does Donald Trump dislike the Wakandans so much? Should I say it? Because they're not his color. It's orange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, orange. I don't think nobody's his color. Okay, no. <laughs> you think if someone made a movie about what's happening in Wakanda right now, it would be popular? Or people just don't want to see that? People don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so 
Clearly, that wasn't coming from the heart because they were totally just pulling it out of their butt. Like, they didn't believe any of the things that they were saying because they had no idea what the reporter was asking about them. So they didn't believe it. It wasn't coming from the heart. And they weren't prepared. Like, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're just saying things. And you can tell when people do this. But if you do it differently, you look like this guy. Watch this last clip. I haven't had a chance to talk to him just yet, but here come a, a couple of other people. Hey, guys, come over here uh, real quick. Let us ask you a question. What do you think about the storm, the risk uh, to your own safety at this point? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question. What do you think about the storm, the power, and the ferocity, and the risk to your own safety at this point? Well, at this point, I'm very relieved to discover that as we speak, the eye of the storm is practically due south of us by 220 miles, yeah. Okay, because it's crossing the 80th meridian which is uh, 80 degrees west longitude. So I'm not, I'm not so worried because it's so far away and it's bearing as of 8 p.m. westbound. Well, not just westbound, it was 275 degrees. That's only 1 15th above due west or true north. Is he right? So this thing is moving and has been moving in a very westerly direction. And because it's several hundred miles south, the uh, risks are less and less. I'm not right. worried. I don't think it's going to get much worse than what we're seeing right here. All right, thanks. Yeah. Um, forecasters, meteorologists do suggest it is going to get worse than it currently is throughout the next 12 hours. Uh, okay, that guy is my hero. He made that reporter look like an idiot because he shared from the heart. Like, he believed the things that he was saying. You could tell, like, the hope that he had. Otherwise, he wouldn't be at the beach in the middle of a hurricane. Like, you can tell he believed this stuff. And he was prepared. Like, he knew latitudes and longitudes and wind speeds and, and all this crazy stuff. When we share what we believe from the heart, and when we're prepared, it makes a huge difference. Now, if you do this, it doesn't guarantee that the person you're sharing it with is going to believe the same thing right away. But what you're doing is you're helping them understand what you believe. And that is huge. That's an amazing thing you can do for someone. But it's also really important how you treat that person when you share it. Look at what the very end of the verse says. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. When you are sharing who Jesus is with someone who's never heard of them before, it's important that you are gentle and respectful. Another word for gentle is humble. You need to be humble when you share this with someone. And you need to respect how big of a deal this conversation is. What it, what it looks like to be humble and share this stuff, it, it means you're not acting like a know-it-all. Like you have all the answers or making someone feel like an idiot because they don't know the things you know or believe the things that you believe. If you do this, they're probably not going to want to listen to you. But if you're not acting like you have all the answers and you're not making them feel stupid for believing something different or maybe just not hearing about this at all, they're probably going to want to keep listening. So in other words, if you're just starting a bunch of arguments with people, you're probably not doing this in a humble way. But if you're having really cool conversations, that's awesome. And the other thing is, is we need to respect how big of a deal the situation is. And here's where that respect comes from. If someone asks you who Jesus is, God has basically given you the opportunity to explain who he is to someone else. Think about that for a second. Because that's a really big deal. And it's really cool that God would give you that opportunity. But it fills us with respect. Kind of like in the same way, if someone called you up and said, quick, what should I do if I broke my arm? We would immediately be filled with this sense of respect. Because what's going on probably? 
He probably broke his arm. So it's like a serious situation. If someone texted you and said, what is the best way to get rid of a dead body? That would fill us with respect, because what's going on? They probably killed someone, or they're planning on killing someone. Maybe it's you. That, that should fill you with the sense of respect, of like, what is going on? This is a big deal. If someone, if someone asked you, this is important, this is a really serious scenario, this happens all the time. If someone asked you, can I use a bed sheet as a parachute if I jumped off of a really tall building? That should fill you with the sense of respect, because what's going on? He's, a, he's about to kill himself, because just this is maybe the most important thing I share with you tonight. You cannot use a bed sheet as a parachute jumping off of a building. Don't do it. Don't do it. You will break your legs, if not more things. It, it's bad. Don't do it. But you should be filled with respect in that situation because how you respond to them could save their life. Now, if someone was to ask you, who is Jesus? That should fill us with a sense of respect for the situation because that means they're probably ready to hear the answer to that question. Otherwise, they wouldn't be asking that question. So that's a really big deal when someone asks us, what we believe, or ask us who Jesus is. It's a really cool opportunity, but it's also scary, because what do you say? That's why it's important that we're prepared. So I want to show you something I showed you a few months ago. If you remember it, that's great. If not, I'm excited to share it with you. I'm going to need the two of you to scoot to the side for a minute. Kenny, do you want to help me get this whiteboard over here? It rolls. Yes. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Either one. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I am going to... What? Oh, no. I am going to take a picture of this afterwards, and we're going to post it on the Facebook page. So if you forget it, it's on the Facebook. What? Ask your leader. They will get it to you quickly, too. Okay. Someone just asked you, what do you believe? Here's what we do. If you asked me this, I would start by drawing two clips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what? Thank you. If... If you would like to study how to draw cliffs, you can take cliff notes. Ah. Ah. Okay. All right. Over here, you could, you, could, you could draw God like our size, but I like to draw just like this massive big toe. Okay? Like here's the nail. Okay. It is. It's an enormous foot. Okay. So... All right, this is important. So someone asks you, like, what, what the heck is going on here? And you say, okay, I'll explain. This is us, okay? And over here, God, okay? Now, here's the deal. There's this really big canyon between us. Like, there's this separation, and there's a reason for this. It's because God is perfect. We'll get to that. God is perfect. We are not 
Perfect. Okay? So, we, God can't be around something perfect without ruining his perfection. It's like you put just a little bit of poo in a glass of water. It, exactly. It ruins the entire glass of water, okay? So, God cannot be connected with us if he's perfect and we're not perfect. It just, it, it can't happen, which is kind of a problem for us because it would be great if we could be over here. Now, a lot of people try to get to this side by doing good things and like doing good things get you like maybe that far, but me, I do a lot of bad things. So there's a gap here. I'm definitely not perfect in the good things that I do. Or you can just like try to be perfect in general and not make any mistakes. And that might get you this far, but like I would get this far trying to be perfect because I have a lot of issues, guys. It's bad. So, so there's no way for us to get over here. Like we're already ruined. How, how does that happen? And what happens is, so here's the thing. If someone asks you, well, what's, what's down here? You, you did just do that. Now, crocodiles, it's close. So, no, guys, this is really important. I really want you to hear me on this. The reason why it said in First Peter that we should be gentle, it means understanding where this person is at. If they ask you about what's down here, definitely tell them. Like, be honest with them. They're asking. But ask God, like, do we get to the really heavy stuff? Or do you just want me to explain this right now? And then we talk about this later. So let's say they ask what Andy asked. What's down here? Here's the deal. We try our whole lives to be perfect, but if we mess up and we die, we go down this way. Like, we, we fall. And down here is total separation from God. Like, we're not distanced by a cliff. It's like a bottomless pit. It's just eternal separation from God. And most people refer to this as hell. Okay? It's a sensitive topic. That's why I'm saying be gentle with the person that you're sharing about. Be honest with them if they ask. But think about it. It's like, are they ready to hear about this reality yet. But God doesn't want us to fall like that. So he did something. He sent Jesus to die for us. And he died on a cross. Here's the magical trick. Ready? Oh! Oh! Okay. No, because we did this last time. There, there's a door. Okay. There's no handle. It's just a tunnel. Okay. Okay. So, this is the most important part because they're like, "Well, what are you talking about here?" Essentially, when Jesus died, he died to pay for all of our imperfection. So, when we walk across this bridge, this gets canceled out because we're able to be over here now with God, which is really happy. So we're going to draw a nice happy face. Now, what it means to walk across this bridge is to basically be like, okay, Jesus, like you did this for me. I am taking advantage of this. Like, I am accepting this opportunity that you gave me to, to walk across here because I can't be good enough. I can't be perfect enough. But you made it so that didn't happen. So I'm able to be 
over here. That is like the most basic way to explain what you believe to someone. Now, in a couple weeks, we're, we're going to get into stuff like, okay, well, if they're interested in this, how do I help them walk across the bridge? We're going to help you with that eventually. If that's something you need to know right now, like talk to your leader about it. But I want to give you time to talk about this and unpack this a little bit more in core group. So let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us an idea of how this works. It's really cool that you've laid it out for us in the Bible. That's awesome. God, I pray for every single person in this room that if the opportunity comes up where someone asks them about this stuff, that you would help them share this with someone. And if someone here is thinking about a friend of theirs that they really just want to share this with, even if they didn't ask, would you help them figure out how to do that and, and make wise decisions in that? So, God, pray for this core group time, that it would be awesome, and we have a really good time for the rest of the night. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to get a registration form for camp after you're done. Just me or just this guy?